Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. So we have uh, joining uh, me, as always, we have Mr. Cannon and Mr. Bjorn. Hello. And, uh, and of course, and, and uh, the, uh, uh, somebody joining us from last week. And another thing, uh, Dave, whichever you prefer to be called, I guess I'll just call you and another thing. Maybe, maybe I'll call you Dave. I don't know. We'll see. It'll probably change throughout the show. Um, thanks for joining us again. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and, uh, a new addition to the table, uh, but not a, not an unfamiliar face, uh, Sebastian, Sebastian, uh, Lemba, right? Did, did I pronounce that correctly? That's correct. That is my nom de guerre, or however you say it, uh, since I've been a uh, a socialist uh, for a very long time. Yes. Or a communist. I'm a Marxist-Leninist. I, I try to uh, illustrate that in my bio. <laughs> I love it. So um, I guess, you know, let's let's get right down to it. So let's just, you know, make sure that everybody kind of understands where everybody, everybody is on this issue. Uh, socialism. Capitalism or communism? Where do you guys stand? I'll pass this off to uh, a canon. I'm. I will generally say I'm more of a. If I have to, if I have to push one, I will say capitalism. So, like I, I see the flaws in it, but the same sense, I, I feel that like if I have one to pull my hat on, it'll be that. All right, uh, Sebastian. Although I think I know the answer because it's in your. Uh... Your uh, your profile there. What what about you? I am a, an anti-revisionist Marxist-Leninist, a thoroughly a communist. All right, and another thing, Dave. What what about you? And another thing. Sorry. Well, you know, I've been a capitalist my whole life, but I'm seeing the failings in the system. I'm, the, you know, the the statue is cracking, the bronze is faded, the dream is, you know, who was it? Uh, George Carlin that said, you know, the reason they call it the American dream is because you have to be asleep to believe it. So there's that, you know, so I would I think I would like to try anything else. Like, let's look around and see what other countries are doing that have worked. Like here, we're the newest country in the world and we think we have it all figured out. Well, why don't we look around and see how some other people do it that have maybe been here for a thousand or two years more than we have? You know, that's my mm-hmm. attitude. I like it. Bjorn, what about you? Um, I am a democratic socialist, probably be the closest thing to say, you know, a la Bernie Sanders kind of, uh, um, you know, I think I'm, I would say libertarian in terms of like social issues, but pretty socialist when it comes to economic issues. And uh, a, a new guest has joined the show. Uh, and replace and uh, to replace uh, adorable, which I don't know where adorable went, but uh, Leonard, the guy, another dear friend of the show, Leonard, how you doing? Ooh, I'm better now. Oh, it's good to be here. It's been a little while. Um, always love, always love coming to on your show. Uh, where do I ever say? Here's the thing. Um, do I do I need to pick one side or the other? Because like I, or can I? You yeah, know, just just a general stance. Like, where do you stand you on like? the issue? What would you say you are? Like, where would you lean more towards? Capitalism, communism, or socialism? 
uh, capitalism or with, something else. Yeah, capitalism with a uh, a socialist uh, oversight. So when it comes to like utility, infrastructure, education, um, mm. those type of situations. But yeah, that's without getting to it, you know, too too in depth and long winded. That's what I'll I'll say. So capitalism with a with a, with a touch of socialism, you know, with a little spice. America. Well, America is America. a little bit light, a little light on their socialism. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like more like Canada, but even a little bit more uh, in the sense of like socialism. Because America, yeah, you're right. America is socialist in the sense that they subsidize corn, high fructose corn, and your fuel, other things like that. Um, but you have unchecked capitalism. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. That's where I stand. Um, yeah, I believe the the term is like uh, so. Like a lot of people like think that America is very, very you know, it, it's it's capitalist. But like the reality is, I think it is is a mixed economy. Like in terms of like um, like economic uh, structure, it is a mixed economy. But Sebastian, you had some you, last time we spoke about this. You had a hot take on this uh, in terms of like welfare and stuff like that, and what we would consider socialist programs. Uh, you want to kind of elaborate on that a bit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I know exactly. What you're talking about. Yeah, I do remember. Um, I, I think uh, the, our social programs, and this is a, a, a all-encompassing, right? Um, not just welfare, uh, but also um, the police, uh, the military, um, uh, the functions of like uh, fire rescue and stuff like that. Um, all these things are not uh, uh, socialist programs, even though they're typically uh, classified as that. We have this new thing in in our our uh, zeitgeist called neoliberalism. Where we um where we like want to privatize everything for some reason we have an addiction to privatization but um uh th- those things are not uh, uh separate from capitalism in fact they work uh hand in hand to uh, patchwork and uphold the system uh so that the people who have power get to stay in power and I'm not against welfare to be clear um I just uh I, I think when people talk about the differences between uh or or like we have these uh, weird conceptions about what uh, command economies and mixed economies, all, all that stuff is like weird, like I wouldn't even say academic, but like a weird, like uh, I don't want to be, I also don't want to be pretentious. Um, it's just like a, like a, like a lay person's understanding of these things without getting into like the more, the, the like the, the, the implications are in the actual words themselves, like a mixed economy. Like you often hear that we have a mixed economy, but that's just not true. We're the, we're the headquarters of of imperialist capitalism in the world. Uh, we are the prime example of of capitalism. So it's nonsensical for me to hear um, like welfare being described as socialist. Right. Can I, can I speak on that for one second? Absolutely. Um, I just pulled up uh, Forbes magazine. Um, how much does Walmart cost the U.S. in subsidies? For, um, here it is, report, Walmart workers, this is Forbes online, uh, report, Walmart workers cost taxpayers $6.2 billion in public assistance because they don't pay their workers enough. So their workers are, on average, most of their workers are on some sort of public assistance, food stamps, maybe even cash assistance. Um, and so they're saying the average worker 
is uh, subsidized to the tune of three to five thousand dollars. That we're subsidizing that, and then tax uh, three thousand to five thousand eight hundred and fifteen, uh, and and then they still go ahead and get their tax refund. That should be taken out of their taxes or added on to the taxes, but it should be you know fed right back into Walmart's trough. I'm sorry, no, this is your receipt, you know. So we look at we look at uh, welfare programs, and we 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 think of those as social welfare programs, right? And if you look at the piece of the uh, if you look at our budget like a pie, like a pizza or whatever, that would be a tiny little sliver compared to stuff like this, compared to like no bid, shady no bid contracts and stuff like this in our military spending, the big one, the elephant in the room. Hmm. Does anybody want to, anyone, anybody want to come on, comment on that? Sorry. Yeah. I have I a do, couple, I just like, wanna... weird... oh, I'll let you go. Sorry. Okay. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I'd, uh, I've always just wanted to be careful because oftentimes I'll jump in. So I'd, I'd like to want to want to follow the flow. You go ahead. You go ahead, sir. Oh, like yeah, fine. <laughs> That's fair. I'm normally the one who's conceding. To, but OK, fair enough. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, you know, when, when we talk about um, uh, how a lot of people conceptualize like, oh, our tax dollars are, are going to um, these poor people who aren't working or they're lazy or they won't get a better job or whatever. Well, the system is built in such a way where where uh, they can't really typically not everyone can have a good job, right? <laughs> like that's 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 impossible. I mean, in a system like capitalism, it depends on uh, having uh, unemployed people, for instance. It, it depends on that to keep wages low, and they've gone a step further. And um, we we aren't paying for people to be lazy or 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 whatever. That's that's a misconception to get us to. Uh, continuously assault working class people uh, and hurt ourselves. Essentially, um, it, it's a framing that you know is, is popular because it's it's these same people control media. But um, really, what we're doing is we're we're actually subsidizing the unpaid wages of those people. Like we're we're subsidizing what should be uh, a complete wage that that Walmart is paying. And I think that's basically what you were saying. Uh, uh, another thing. Exactly. And and in this study, it broke down to between $3,000 and $5,000 per year per employee on average. And they checked over three, they checked this averaged out over 300 workers. Well, you're kind of, so again, I agree real. with that, but, but, but we also have to come to terms with the fact that we're subsidizing $5 t-shirts. So we are like, Walmart should pay more, but yet we also want to walk into a Walmart and get a disposable item. And so I had this conversation not too long ago where I, so there's about 2 million, I think it's 2.3, but I, I kind of try to chop off the management, but two, 2 million Walmart employees worldwide, right? And I posited that in order for them to have a living wage, you'd have to increase by $10,000 roughly, right? And that then knowing I, I looked up what, you know, Walmart's profit after everything, all expenses. If you increase by 10,000 to put them into a living wage category, their Walmart would no longer be profitable on paper, let's say, like as they're reporting, right? So we're also subsidizing this, this obsession with like disposable products, like items like $5 t-shirt. So there's that, 
as much as we're like, oh, Walmart, Walmart's horrible. Like if you shut all the Walmarts down, small businesses would pop up. Like it'd be better for the economy in general, right? But it it's not so easy to say like Walmart's just like, pro- they are profiting, right? But if you were to give every one of the employees, even if I think I got brought it down to 1.8 million, to uh, bring everybody up to a livable wage, they would no longer be profitable on paper. So that's also a thing you have to take a look at, right? Because it's always easy to go, oh, fuck, you know, fuck this business. But they're not, by again, on paper, there's not the profits. It would it would exceed their profits. It would then be in the red. If, if right, which which is exactly why I'm I'm a communist and I don't advocate for the capitalist system because when you when you uh, when you measure these things in terms of profit instead of the advancement of human beings and human society, then you're 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 stuck with a a number that is uh, the the rules are set by uh, capitalists to continue to benefit themselves. So I, I see what you're saying. I mean, yes, in, in a capitalist system, of course, but that's well, why I'm an advocate for. I mean, you're yeah, you're not you know, a fan but, of, of the Walton but, family who owns Walmart, owning more wealth than the bottom forty percent of America. That seems fair to me. Just one family. Wait, and I just looked, <laughs> you're I just looked up their yearly profit. So in in 2021, their net profit. That means after all bills paid, net profit, take home profit, thirteen million seven hundred and six. No, so they can spare a few. They could spare a few pennies. Um, and about the $5 t-shirt, see, what we need to do is reduce CEO pay. It won't affect the cost of the $5 t-shirt. Yeah. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to be so like uh, dismissive. Here's what I'm thinking. In a capitalist society, that business should not be allowed to function. Because it's not True. able to support a living wage, that business should then be, we shouldn't prop it up. We should then just not allow that business to propagate then small business would flourish again. However, I think it was 13.3 billion, not a million, but um, again, to give every employee a living wage, it would exceed that that profit margin where- Oh, you're right. Would know, you're right, that's a comma. Would, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. 13 um, billion, 706 million. Yeah, so if you gave everybody a living wage, they wouldn't be profit. And again, that's why that business should not be allowed than in a capitalist perspective to continue because they're not functioning society as a whole. Essentially, like we're gonna pay one way or the other, like by by subsidizing their like the employees through um whether it be the financial support, you know, systems, it we're paying one way or another. We're just like are you cap if you're capitalist, then you have to recognize that that business isn't cap that's not a competitive business any longer. We're just propping it up. Um, but again, it's our desire to have cheap, disposable products. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think I, mean, I, don't want, I don't want to take over like the whole conversation because I know I've already talked oh, you're great. more than my fair share. But, um, you know, that's kind of the paradox of capitalism, though, at the end of the day, right? Like the, the capitalism, it's in the name. The, it, it, it's, it, it's capitalism. The people who own capital run the society, right? They get to write the rules. So even if they were to impose uh, these restrictions, like the antitrust laws that existed uh, before, like that we just don't enforce on them, by the way, like they yeah. exist, but we just don't enforce it. Um, and these anti-monopoly measures, which are, which are these antitrust laws. Um, but um, 
you know, they, they get the, they, they write the rules because they have all the money. They have all the influence through that money, through, through uh, campaign donations. I mean, Citizens United really kind of puts the nail in the coffin for capitalism, but you're right. I mean, is capitalism sustainable for, I don't know, another, uh, another century? Probably. I, I don't know that. Um, but there is an inevitable uh, uh, dilemma here that eventually these people are just going to get greedy and um, break all the rules again or rewrite the rules and uh, say, well, you know, now now I can exist in all of these spaces. I mean, eventually they're go- the same thing is going to happen to, you know, the UK and these European countries that have very strong antitrust regulations. Uh, eventually, because of the virtue, you know, by virtue of democracy, uh, as we know it now, um, where it's basically controlled and paid for campaigns by the, you know, by these rich entities, these capitalists. Um, I mean, ultimately, they're they're always going to get the 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 best possible outcome. Democracy, as we know it, is merely a conversation between us, the working class, and them, the 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 ruling class, and we are. We are basically begging them for for these concessions, but they they very rarely make these concessions. Right. But I think the other the other thing I wanted to point out too is that like um, I'm you know capitalism in its current form I don't see lasting for a hundred years. You know I don't I mean I think if, if you ask Adam Smith if he could envision a worker that didn't require pay, never tired, never slept, and had infinite um ability to remember things i.e ai or robotic workers yeah. and he would not have envisioned that and i think that there's this coming um tech um revolution where where you know human labor may become obsolete and then in that system like what is what does capitalism do do we all just become like you know consumers but like how do we work if like those robot workers who work better than us why would a capitalistic system choose us humans as workers if there was a robot ai who was better than us it breaks all the laws of capitalism right like well labor labor is value in a way in a way like the build of yorn which is a great point in a way that's the worry right the, the worry is that for those individuals, and I think we're all partner in, in, in some aspects, we, we've chosen jobs through not necessarily what we truly desire to do or spend our time with, but a portion of that, each individual is differently skewed, is that we've, we've, we've moved towards things that can give us this capital, this, this way that we can sort of value what we're doing. We might not enjoy being a plumber, but we know that we get this money, so we have some sort of like way to measure ourselves. Now, in the future, with this idea of AI, where our grandkids will talk about you, wait, you went to work and you did like, that's crazy. You didn't have free time to do whatever you wanted. I think mm-hmm. the shift in capitalism will go towards like the artist will become wealthy in the sense that if AI did all labor, like from every every job, whether it be a lawyer, a fucking uh, car manufacturer, whatever, right, all the jobs then individuals will be their value will be held in what they offer back in like an expression mm-hmm. be it be it verbal musical art uh because labor there won't be like this division between like labor so for example if ai was doing all labor jobs anybody could have a of any vehicle they wanted and if you had the option to choose anything you wanted 
everybody would not all want to have a Ferrari, right? Because you could have it if you wanted, right? The the value would then then come stem from the individual's expression, be it this ability for us to converse, be it the ability for someone to create a painting, be it somebody who, I don't know, whatever, organizes. Um, it would then make individuals like billionaires, like Jimmy Patterson, where I live, he looks like the guy from Tales of the Crypt Keeper. He spent his whole life just chasing those points. And if you brought him into the room right a room right now with people that knew he was a billionaire, everybody'd sit up straight and go, you know, maybe move their collar a little bit because he has this money. But if you took that money away from him and he was a dinner guest, you're like, fuck, he's really boring, kind of grumpy. Like his value would just be diminished greatly because we would no longer hold value in a person based on their fiat currency that they've accumulated. So I just want to, and I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like get too like echoey chamber, you know, echo chambery here. So I'm, I'm just want to, I want to give a little pushback here. I just want to ask a couple of like questions and see what you guys have to think. Um, and unfortunately to do that, I have to go to a site that I, I really don't want to, that is the dailywire.com. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so here's some some things that they so here it, they say right here. I don't know. Again, I can't verify the, the accuracy of these statistics, but um, they have statistics showing how capitalism solves poverty. Right. So number one, the number of living people, the number of people living in extreme poverty worldwide declined by 80 percent from 1970 to 2006. And it says this people living on a dollar a day or less dramatically fell from 26.8% of the global population in 1970 to 5.4% in 2006, an 80% decline. It is a truly remarkable achievement that doesn't receive a lot of media coverage because it highlights the success of capitalism. It was globalization, free trade, the boom in international entrepreneurship, American Enterprise Institute, AEI President Arthur Brooks said in a 2012 speech. In short, it was the free enterprise system, American style, which is our gift to the world. So uh, that, I'm just going to throw that out there and let, you know, again, it's a, whoever, can I, uh, can I, uh, I take this one first? Anymore. Do you have anything? Oh, uh, well, I just yeah, want to see, Ken really hasn't said anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you have anything to say, Ken? I just want to make sure that, that we're we're getting everybody's, uh, having everybody's voice heard. Yep. So, uh, Ken, well, you, no, no, no. Uh, if, if anything, if anything I'm learning, this is not, this is, the subject itself is nothing I'm, I have that much, um, you know, uh, education so this the conversation itself I'm learning. So it's like, yeah, don't don't take my silence for not like like you know not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. I'm just I'm taking it all in. You know what I mean? Just hearing those like, you know, the rebuttals and whatnot and enjoying. So yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna toss that softball up then and uh who would like to take the first crack at it? I, I only have a I quick love to and that mine's quick. But go 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 for the quick one. Okay, my quick one is just that I it's daily wire. So my I bet you they're just like not taking into account inflation. Like the dollar a day per person is probably like five dollars, yep. but it's because you know that's that's my point. That was gonna be my response as well. So thanks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I just kind of wanted to take it like a little step further than that, right? Like I, it, you know, China has emerged out of nowhere, you know, right? So yes, they've adopted capitalism. But that article kind of made it like we're taking credit for them exceeding and excelling beyond <laughs> our economy. Like, you no. Know. So that's a disconnect right there. But, um, you know, maybe in some places capitalism 
is, you know, really, really helping the world and everything. But we've got an article right here, and it is from endhomelessness.org. There's an estimated 553,742 people in the United States experiencing homelessness on a given night. So that is brutal. The average uh, lifespan in the United States has has come down for the first time in uh, generations. It's now 78.79 years. And the leading cause of death of white men from 40 up is now death, what they're calling deaths of despair, which is overdose, uh, the trickle down from alcohol, like cirrhosis of the liver and blah, 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 all that. Um, basically depression, right? The trickle down effects of depression. So that's the sign of a failing society. So if we're the beacon of capitalism, then, you know, don't look over here, but let's talk about how the world's doing, how the world has improved, right? Like, but, but don't look over here where we're supposed to be like, you know, look at Detroit. That used to be the gleaming beacon of capitalism worldwide. And now it's a third world country within our borders. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you guys are, are basically doing my job for me, I have to say. <laughs> Um, it, it was funny because uh, since I was uh, like, you know, 15 or so, uh, up until shit, really a couple years ago, um, I used to have like a modicum of, of celebrity on uh, on the left Internet spaces. And um, I've been coming I've been becoming increasingly more relevant because these are no longer like my talking points. Uh they're uh they're they're highly adopted uh i mean just through through like reason right like just through just absolute just like mathematics and logic we've all kind of came to our own conclusions <laughs> that these things are you know uh although a lot, a lot of times like for instance what the what the what the daily wire is doing over there is is not making an argument it's messaging it's choosing its words because what i would argue is it's not capitalism necessarily that that made that happen it's heavy industry right so which is a, a component a cornerstone to building socialism is to is to expand heavy industry and um when we uh export heavy industry or export capital um unfortunately for profit so a lot of a lot of times we're, we're taking more than we're giving but um we do create for for the benefit and the facilitation of 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 capitalism and the heavy industry that capitalism also depends on um we do build roads we build um we make it easier for uh workers to get to work one way or another we accommodate them to some degree and and advance their immediate surroundings but with with the caveat that they're never going to be uh really i mean especially when we're talking about super exploited countries like haiti who make two dollars a day making levi jeans um, yeah, sure. Capitalism probably has improved their lives to some degree uh, in the immediate, but in the long term, it's literally torn their country apart. <laughs> well, like like Talk was saying, Hogan, like I don't because we're like to kind of move away from like the because I like we all agree kind of thing. But I am capitalist. Like I when I was younger, I was very much an activist and like Occupy Movement speaker. Like I was like communism, right? Communism or socialism is purity is the, you know, the, the, the most equitable form of government, right? 
and and this is my how my growth occurred where where I came to kind of move back towards capitalism with like socialist oversight and I say socialism like uh, government oversight communism for me the problem it's problematic and this has pure communism is that there's always individuals who want to shine a little brighter right and when you have a unified body of individuals then it's really easy for one person because that desire is in everyone right people will go okay now that we got everybody the right pointing in the same direction somebody will always some bully type will always go Boop, and they'll pop up and then they have everybody there and eventually individuals will like it, it tends not to function like as as we 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 have, i i used to think it to be you know um where there'll be an equitable sort of sort of dis distribution of um ability for an individual to curate their surrounding right um whereas cap capitalism where how i moved back towards it it was like a way that you could kind of sort of um level the playing field or sort of like take some of the wind out of some the individual sales like if you have bully types they have to be and again that's there is skewed currently the capitalist system right it's unchecked uh but it it has this way of like balancing the playing field like sure if you want to make as much money as you want people need to accept you it's like a it's like you have to be adopted by the individuals in your community now with inheritance and you know uh uh wealth uh, generational wealth obviously this is all skewed but if you if you if if capitalism had a like and i say this in the way that capitalism would flourish more as a selling point if you had government or a, a, a outside body regulating or o overseeing certain things like there's certain things that should not be for profit so resources education infrastructure uh, uh housing healthcare should not be for profit there's no benefit to the society as a whole or capitalism at all and and it, it capitalism like profits if you want to call them that or competition will flourish and i always go back to this one example and this will be my final little piece here is that if you know what fracking is fracking is working oil and gas fracking is a process where you push basically acid or water underground to clear out uh sort of channels so the gas or whatever yeah, sort of uh, deposit can flow better. But if you don't, if the company isn't like skilled or they don't have the same the, the the technology to do it appropriately, you have blowouts underground. So if you don't have oversight, you have a capitalist environment where these companies can just keep fracking, and they'll frack to the point where they've polluted all the water tables, so that they've now worked themselves out of the ability to actually continually frack because now there's no water for their employees to drink. So they could, they could no longer continue to frack, right? So you have this this sort of celebration currently where capitalism is just going on wildly. It's a free market, let anybody do whatever they want. But you, if you take a step back for a moment, you go, okay, well, there's certain things that shouldn't be for profit. And if we do push back, pressure, put a little pressure so that the society as a whole will flourish as well they won't frack themselves out of their own ability to grow. You know what I mean? Like that pushback, a little bit of social, called socialism or government oversight, will allow capitalism to evolve, right? Where, yeah, you know, yeah.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.